Hello, everybody. I'm Elena Carvuni, lawyer from Hassan Partners Law Firm in Athens, special, specialized in real estate. I have the honor to moderate this very distinguished panel. We will focus on real estate, trying to tackle the question if real estate in Greece is an ever-expanding sector. Times are uncertain. In a general economic environment characterized by volatility, real estate investments seem like a safe bet for investors. Sound traditional investments spared from the confusion of our times. Greek real estate, more specifically, has been booming the past years. Greece, with its inher inherent qualities, landscape, climate, cl excuse me, culture, geopolitical situation, has become an international pole of attraction for this kind of investment. Save the opportunities that were created by the crisis, the sector has been thriving since, not only thanks to Greece's upgraded country ratings, but also because the sector is now addressing not only domestic users, but more and more users from all over the world. Greek actors of the real estate market are driving this growth. Here with us today are some of the most important actors and experts in Greek real estate. Highly accomplished, all of them, and qualified to guide us through the market trends and give us all the latest insights from the sector. I do not want to take up their time, so I shall give them directly the floor. I would like to start with Mr. Ariros next to me, Managing Director, Head of the Investment Banking Division and member of the Executive Committee of Axia Ventures, a leader in investment services in the region. So Mr. Ariros is more, well, more than well qualified to give us the big picture, the macroeconomics. So Mr. Ariros, we, we've heard the positive message throughout the day. Do you agree that today Greek economy has fully recovered and is back to normality? And that we could even further claim that its economic momentum is very favorable investment-wise, and that despite the bumpy times ahead in world economy. And that last part is the core of my question, actually. Absolutely, and thank you, Leana, for, for the introduction, and thank you to Capital Link for uh, having us once again this year. Um, I think the, the rest of the panel are more uh, qualified to talk about real estate per se. Um, I can give my two cents and, uh, and spend a little bit of time on the more macro picture here um, and as it relates to, to the real estate sector as well. Um, you use the term, um, you know, booming uh, in terms of the real estate sector in Greece. Um, I would say that definitely we're in an upward trajectory. Um, definitely we've come off the lows that we've seen in previous years and there's many reasons for that. Um, but um, we're firm believers that we're still in the early innings of that recovery and there's still a lot more to come. And I'm sure the, the, the gentleman to my right will, will give you plenty of reasons why. Um, but again, from a big picture perspective, um, the real estate in Greece, the real estate sector in Greece is benefiting from two um, very positive um, trends. One is a global rotation of uh, capital into more traditional um, asset classes, real estate being one of the most traditional asset classes. So we went from investing in very high growth tech uh, situations to reverting to more defensible sectors such as real estate. Um, and definitely, you know, part of the recovery in Greece has been on the back of that. But more fundamentally, I think the fact that Greece is recovering, I wouldn't say it's fully recovered, it still has a lot of way to go. We've heard, you know, businessmen, politicians, investors, all pretty much echo the fact that we're in definitely in an upward trajectory and definitely still in a 
early in an investment cycle for Greece, um, I think real estate again has been the beneficiary, uh, a net beneficiary of that trend. Now, we have to be very careful, obviously, not only because of the headwinds, but because when we talk about real estate, it's, you know, two very short, easy words, but it encompasses a lot of different asset classes. Um, and, you know, when talking about real estate, you can talk about anything from greenfield development to redevelopment to investing in mature assets. And again, there's many subsectors within that. There's commercial real estate, there's residential real estate, there's hospitality. There are all kinds of asset classes, logistics and many other asset classes. So not everything is aligned and on the same po point of the cycle, but I would say that generally speaking, um, if we look at the asset class as a whole, definitely an upward trajectory, but definitely with a lot of room to go. Um, the one thing that I think is missing from the landscape um, of, of uh, real, estate, real estate in Greece is to have more people and more companies represented by people like the ones we have on this panel here. Um, historically and traditionally, it was more of a family sport to invest in, in real estate in Greece. Um, more and more and increasingly as time goes by, it becomes much more of an institutional asset class. And that's being helped both by the companies that have been set up in Greece, but also the fact that a lot of money flows into the country, a lot of the FDI into the country goes towards real estate. Just anecdotally, over 20% of FDI in 2021 was towards real estate. Um, personally, and, and, and I think most of the people on this panel will agree, we would like to see a bigger and bigger portion of that 20% be more institutionally positioned um, across various uh, sub-asset classes within real estate. So to put a you know, kind of um, full stop to that, I, I would say, again, reiterate the fact that, yes, we've come off the lows. We've fixed a lot of the issues um, that existed in the past, but definitely still room to go and still a lot of upside. So uh, with the focus on real estate, how did last year go from your point of view and what are your projections for 2023? Um, I, mean, I, I think, you know, the last year probably reflects the general uh, comment that I made before. Um, obviously, there's a lot of capital flowing into real estate. Um, yields generally are contracting, obviously. Um, you know, we have to look, as I said before, to different sub-asset classes within real estate and see what's happening there. Um, I think the rate of improvement probably decreased, decelerated, because of the headwinds that we have. Um, but uh, certainly I think the, the, the overall trend um, is positive. Um, the one thing I think that did not help, with one very bright exception um, um, that uh, is represented here on the panel, is the fact that the capital markets were not really available for most real estate companies. Um, so I think that's one thing that's uh, a result of the overall um, economic environment, not just in Greece, globally, um, that once that is rectified as well, we will see a lot more activity um, and a much faster pace of, uh, of recovery. Thank you, Mr. Aguiros. Now I think we'd all like to hear some numbers. So let's get to an expert who knows Greek real estate like the back of his hand. Mr. Manousakis, head of Savills, Greece in Athens for more than 25 years, an expert in real estate advisory. He's also a real estate appraiser, certified by the Royal Institution of Charter Surveyors. So, Mr. Manousakis, could you give us a few indicators? What is selling, price range, yields? Could you put up some figures to help us understand the situation and the potential of the real estate market in Greece? Thank you, Leanna. Uh, Thank you, first of all, the organizers for giving me the opportunity to be here. 
Uh, it's a great event, and I hope it will bring uh, investments in the country. Uh, to connect a bit with uh, what Alexandros just said, um, I think, uh, yes, we all agree that the economy is the main issue of concern at the moment, and there are headwinds in front of us. Um, I don't know for how long, 9, 12 months, it's a matter uh, that we need to analyze further. Uh, however, having, having said that, uh, I would say that the Greek real estate market performed well during 2022, following a successful 2021. And uh, uh, the, the, Athens office ma the Athens market, the Athens real estate market, which is the largest uh, market in the country, experienced um, a, a great uh, 2022, uh, despite uh, the adverse economic environment. Uh, because uh, it all comes down to numbers, uh, and according to the, to the Bank of Greece data, the Greek institutional investors, the Greek REITs mainly, uh, invested uh, nearly 450 million euros in uh, 2021, and uh, this figure is uh, expected to uh, increase by at least uh, 10 to 15 percent uh, this year in 2022, showing the dynamism of, uh, of the market and the appetite that uh, institutional investors have. Uh, also, uh, we should uh, add on this figure approximately 200, 250 million euros that are invested by uh, private equity funds and family offices uh, who uh, are also very active in, uh, in the Greek market and uh, they uh, focus in almost all sector or sectors of uh, commercial real estate and hospitality. Uh, having said the above uh, and giving you the volumes of, of the market, uh, I can tell you that uh, the champions of uh, the commercial real estate market are the office sector and the logistics sector, uh, not leaving aside uh, the hospitality sector. Uh, the office sector uh, brought a lot of attention and uh, it, uh, I would say, consumed most of the funds that uh, Greek institutional investors uh, put, uh, channeled in, uh, in this sector. Uh, followed uh, by logistics, which is a very dynamic uh, sector who, uh, which, uh, which attracts a lot of interest not only from uh, Greek institutional investors but by private equity funds. Uh, at the moment, there is uh, a lot of competition in uh, the prime locations uh, surrounding Athens, uh, especially from uh, investors who are interested not only to buy ready product, but uh, to acquire land in order to develop uh, modern stock. Uh, because as you probably are aware, we are missing mod modern stock and uh, at the moment there is great need for uh, this sort of, uh, of stock to be produced. Um, just to uh, give you an idea about uh, the level of rents and uh, the level of yields, rents have increased by 15% during 2022 in all the prime office markets, office sub-markets. Uh, the leading sub-markets are Athens North, uh, which uh, could attract the rents in the order of uh, 27, 28 uh, euros per square meter per month. Uh, and, of course, uh, the CBD, although the, the CBD is not a very large market uh, due to the fact that there are not uh, a lot of land available for developments. Uh, however, uh, the CBD could attract rents uh, exceeding uh, 30 euros. Uh, 
uh, at the moment. Uh, in terms of yields, we experienced uh, a drastic yield compression during the last 12 months. Uh, in the office sector, we experienced at least uh, 50 basis points as um, a compression. Uh, and in the logistics sector, this uh, was even higher, 75 to 100 basis points. Uh, to get an idea about uh, prime yields, uh, we, we have uh, in the offices uh, yields in the order of 6% uh, or even less than that. We have experienced uh, transactions for 55 5.75%. Uh, and in the logistics sector, uh, the market started with 8%, uh, now going down to 75 7.25%. Uh, just to give you a bit of flair uh, in terms of the hospitality sector, the hospitality sector is also a very dynamic sector. In 2021, 390 million euros uh, were invested in uh, hotels in Greece. Uh, we expect uh, this to increase by 15% in 2022, uh, exceeding 400 million euros. Uh, we would expect uh, this amount to, to reach uh, the level of 450 million euros. Uh, 3,600 rooms changed hands in 2021 which is a, a serious increase comparing to 2020. Uh, this amount was 2,800 rooms, and the average value of, uh, the average value per room is around 110,000 at the moment. Uh, a final comment uh, on, uh, is that there is a qualitative change at the moment in, in Greece. Uh, it's uh, the ESG which has become uh, a main trend at the moment. And uh, I would like to say that all the main investors have put ESG in their agenda, both developers and investors. And they always need to tick the box of ESG first before uh, approving an investment. And just in a couple of words, one comment, one com because we have to move on to the next panelist. Uh, would you give us your view on market trends? Are there new opportunities? Is real estate in Greece an ever-expanding sector? Yeah, actually the outlook is, is positive. Al although uh, we have an adverse economic environment, uh, we believe that uh, the Greek market will uh, continue thriving. Uh, there is interest. We receive a lot of interest from abroad. Uh, and not only for the traditional uh, sectors, but we see interest for new sectors like uh, built to rent, uh, purpose-built uh, student accommodation, uh, integrated resorts. Uh, we, uh, we believe that uh, 2023 will be a catalyst year for uh, new investments in, in the field. Thank you, Mr. Manousakis. So now let me, uh, bring in, let me bring in the key players themselves. The three gentlemen will have the honor to share this panel with to represent three of the most successful companies in Greek real estate. Mr. Andriopoulos, CEO at Demand, a leader in development and real estate projects that recently went public. Mr. Casino, CEO at Truster, the first real estate company to go public, today part of the Piraeus Bank Group. Mr. Caritino, CEO of Prodea, another listed company, but not just another company. Prodea boasts to be the Greek company with the biggest real estate portfolio. They are here today willing to explain to us their successful strategies. 
So uh, I'll start with Demand SA. Office spaces, hotels, residential projects, service departments, stadiums, you name it, Demand has already developed it or will be developing it in the near future. But also, Mr. Andriopoulos, your company has the ESG concerns that Mr. Mandosakis mentioned. You are very environmentally conscious. You are one of the first to have developed LEED certified offices. And even though this kind of uh, practice is getting more and more common in Greece, you've been doing it for so long that when I hear LEED Gold, I immediately think of demand. Could you tell us more about this positioning? Yes, thank you very much, Eliana. But before commenting our ESG strategy, I want to share something with you. Yesterday, I had myself a real estate tour in New York, and I went to visit the, the Hudson Yard project. And then I discovered how peculiar is our business. Because if you enter the shopping mall and you take the elevator to take you up to the edge, you pay $40 per person. And I've made an easy calculation. If they issue 1,000 tickets a day, which is an easy conservative number, they do 16 million euros out of an elevator and a balcony. So, uh, you know, this is not a joke, it's reality. And I did it myself and I was up there and I said, why, do, why sometimes we complicate things in our lives? And I still remember the London Eye project, which was a real estate project in London, and then it was sold to BP, a private equity fund, for 85 million pounds. So uh, real estate is a very peculiar business. And we became extremely sensitive with uh, environment uh, about 12, 13 years ago because we've realized that buildings are producing 40% of the CO2 emissions. And since then, which was very uh, primitive, let's say, for the, for the Greek market, we only uh, design and develop uh, green uh, gold certified lead buildings. And up to now, 40% of the entire stock in Greece uh, used to belong to us or is developed by us. Now those buildings belong to Prodia, Grivalia and so on. And we are very proud of it because it is proved over the years that it was a right strategy. Um, environment, in our opinion, will remain uh, one of the biggest uh, challenges in the future and is connected with climate changes. And you know that development projects and buildings are going to be more and more exposed and sensitive to the climate change. And up to now, uh, very few companies and very few uh, projects, they, they take seriously the environment or uh, future potential catastrophes. So uh, ESG is uh, a top uh, priority for us. Right now, together with Prodia and EBRD, we are developing the first uh, zero carbon tower in Piraeus, in, in, in Greece, and uh, it's going to be ready in a year from now. And I think uh, companies and individuals, uh, they should follow that example, because it's the only way for us to survive and respect the place we live. Okay, thank you. Uh, but 
Apart from the environment, you also hold highly societal values. We can see that through your projects around Ammonia Square and the Athens Center. You're not just interested in developing a building, but bringing new life to uh, whole neighborhoods. Could you explain that choice to us? Yeah, you know, life and reality brought us uh, something new in front of us back in 2015, uh, because develop a building, it's something, uh, but uh, is not, uh, let's say, very important for the, for the rest of the neighborhood. So entering in Piraeus, an ex-industrial area and buy a tobacco factory, which was the biggest one in Greece, Papastratos, with a new owner, Philip Morris. We bought big plots in the port of Piraeus in, an, in a very industrial area. The place there after three o'clock was dead. Not even, you know, electricity was available in, in the area. And by buying those large properties and convert them to offices, we've realized that uh, the city um, needs more and more from the developers. And the city regeneration became our patter pattern. We did it successfully in Piraeus. And then the city center was next to it. And up in Thessaloniki, another one. And now in Votanikos, which is again an ex-industrial area. So we've realized that by regenerating an area and contributing uh, to the municipality and the neighborhood, you achieve many different goals with one action. And the city regeneration became uh, not our motto, but our reality in, every, in everyday business. As an example, in, uh, in that district in Piraeus today, uh, they work 9,000 people. Uh, all the public infrastructure is there. We see now galleries and restaurants and now houses and hotels. So uh, people, they maybe remember how it was Soho in London 40 years ago or the Docklands and how it is today. So by doing that, you add value in many different uh, sectors. One of my favorite restaurants is there, I think you know. Paleo. <laughs> yes. yes. So thank you, Mr. Andriopoulos. And now let me get to Mr. Casinos um, from Trustor Real Estate Investment Company. Mr. Casinos, twice this year, I think, or more, uh, Trustor made official announcements on profit increase. I understand that you implement a very active asset management strategy to generate returns for the shareholders. How do you see investment opportunities in Greek real estate in the current environment? Yeah. Thank you for the invite, Nicola, and thank you all for staying to listen to our panel. I know it's been a long day and it's easy to doze off. Um, well, undoubtedly, we're living, I think, in very challenging times, um, probably as challenging uh, since the end of the uh, Cold War. We're witnessing an energy crisis more profound than, I think, in the 1970s, an environmental crisis. And then to top it all off, we had an unprecedented uh, fiscal stimulus um, which was three times larger than the GFC package, totaling about, I think, 10 trillion US dollars. Just to put it into context, global GDP in 2020 was about 85 trillion US dollars. So all that liquidity has to go somewhere. And uh, in my view, I think this is also one of the key reasons for the uh, 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 rampant inflation that we're seeing right now. 
And the policy response, as we all know, and we've heard, I think, throughout the day, is the increased interest rates. In Europe, I think you probably all know, we went from zero this year to 2%, and uh, I think we're probably expecting another rate hike uh, next week. So if you look at all of that, it just doesn't bode very well for all risk assets, and I think real estate globally is also facing a lot of challenges, which creates uncertainty for real estate investors, tenants, and, and landlords. And on top of that, I think there are a lot of now questions that we have to answer in real estate, which is, you know, what's going to happen to valuations with the increases in interest rates? Would hybrid work um, create permanent change in office demand? Uh, are new developments viable uh, with regards to higher construction costs? So clearly we expect to see market adjustments. Some of them will be cyclical, and, but some of them will be permanent in our view, things like you know, incorporating ESG criteria into our assets. Now, however, real estate, I think we all appreciate, is um, an inflation hedge investment. It's not a perfect hedge, but because it would depend, I think, on the nature and the type of the inflationary pressures, but still real estate is an asset class that fares better in these economic conditions. Now, Greek real estate in particular I think it's poised to provide a short-term uh, hedge from the current uh, headwinds, but also has the ability to deliver top uh, outstanding long-term returns to real estate investors. And I make that assertion based on three things. One, I think, is the macro environment. I'm not going to bore you. I think we all have heard about, you know, the um, um, uh, strong advantage of Greece um, uh, over the entire Eurozone, not just for this year but growth is expected to increase by circa 3.5% to 2026. Unemployment is declining. Um, the banking system is much healthier. And very importantly, um, government debt is on long-dated maturities with uh, low uh, locked-in rates. Second, I think, is the administrative and governance changes that have taken place in Greece. Greece today is not the Greece that it was five years ago. I think the Mitsotakis government undertook a number of uh, structural reforms that promoted economic um, uh, uh, development. We've got record high FDI, and then obviously coupled with European funds, RRF and other funds, we expect about 60 billion of investments to be mobilized over the next five years. And lastly, but quite importantly, I think are the Greek poverty fundamentals. The Greek property market lost about 50 to 60% of its value during the crisis years, and although we've recovered a big chunk of that, still rents are about 20% below previous peaks. Also, during the crisis uh, years, very few developments have taken place. So in Greece, we refer to grade A office buildings for buildings built about 20 years ago. The housing stock is like 1970s. Logistics only really kind of attained critical mass about four years ago. So there's a great demand supply imbalance that, uh, for prime properties that uh, uh, we think, uh, combined with a structural shift due to the pandemic, will create um, um, uh, interesting long term investment opportunities for real estate to those investors that are willing to kind of uh, look beyond the short term turbulence that we're experiencing right now. To link what from to what was said before, you also have the concern to make your portfolio greener. I've heard that you have LEED certified uh, the first logistics space in Greece, 
and your energy uh, up upgrading from an energy uh, energy wise your uh, buildings uh, apart from that well, how do you plan to set the focus of your investment strategy in 2023 yeah. well trusto has always been a value-add investor so we typically try to find attractive buy properties at uh, uh, low values relative to the market and then employ an active um, asset management strategy to unlock value, whether it's uh, previously uh, buying assets that were vacant and leasing them up or buying assets with low passing rents but placing them at uh, higher market rents in due course. And now, as you've mentioned lately, we started looking at repositioning all, uh, uh, projects and um, uh, developing new ESG-compliant uh, assets. So we think that with uh, cap rate compression sort of taking a pause because of uh, highest uh, heightened interest rates, it's very important to find assets that have got uh, the presence of strong rental growth. So in 2023, we primarily focus on the uh, office, prime office and uh, logistics sectors. Um, we're looking at the redevelopment of two of our uh, existing properties into a flagship product with uh, ESG certifications. We're also looking at um, uh, creating our first um, uh, ground-up development with the help of Dimitris uh, for a first LEED certified office building. We uh, completed the first uh, LEED certified logistics center in, uh, in, in Greece. So for 2023, our aim will be those two sectors, but also we'll be looking at adding value to our existing portfolio through injecting additional capital to them. Thank you, Mr. Casinos. Last but not least, Mr. Cardinos, CEO of Prodea, company with a real estate portfolio estimated around 2.7 million. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you're million. also... Million. Yeah, million. Million. Yeah. million. I'm sorry, million. Yeah. <laughs> It's a big difference. Um, you're also investing in green buildings. You have acquired uh, some of Demand's green developments. You're being financed through green bonds. It's the first green bond in real estate, if I'm not wrong, assuming environmental responsibility is an obligation towards the subscribers. Uh, would you like to share with us your view of Greek real estate and where you think, you think things are going apart going green? Actually, I think that being the last, I don't have to add uh, many things to what uh, you see have previously be said about the Greek real estate. I think the analysis of all the previous speakers was uh, very thorough and uh, complete. So uh, definitely uh, the, the, the major characteristics of the Greek market now is uh, this transition that uh, the market is undergoing, which is a transition to the new ESG era. Um, so um, I think that uh, all the players understand now that uh, uh, we're not talking about uh, a new fashion. When we're talking about ESG, we're talking about a new paradigm in the market. The future is the green buildings. Uh, after a few years, if you don't have a green building, uh, you will have an obsolete building. Uh, so uh, this is the new uh, reality for real estate, not only in Greece, but everywhere, of course. 
the good thing is that we are not uh, lagging uh, compared to the other countries because this uh, green uh, revolution has started practically, uh, you see, in the same time in all countries, uh, which means that uh, uh, we are, we're not, uh, maybe we're not, uh, you see, uh, ahead, far ahead, but definitely we're not far behind. For example, in our case, uh, we will have, uh, in the end of the year, about uh, a portfolio of uh, 500 millions of uh, uh, green offices, which uh, is uh, a little more than uh, the second largest REIT in the market. Um, so, uh, and we believe that within the next five years, maybe more than 80% of our portfolio will be green. Uh, in all sectors. Um, so this is the main transition that the market is undergoing and uh, uh, we, this is the core of our new strategy. Uh, in terms of uh, uh, the major sectors who are focusing, of course, it's uh, uh, obvious that uh, the hot sectors now in the market, apart from the green offices, is uh, logistics and uh, the new, uh, also the new product in logistics, which is with greater volume, uh, much higher in uh, 14 or more meters compared to the older buildings that were below 11 meters, uh, and with green characteristics. So this is the new, uh, 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 the new product in, in the logistics sector. Uh, now we have started to build uh, also uh, and to, to operate uh, green hotels. We have the first green hotel which we uh, built together with, uh, with demand uh, in Omonia Square, Moxie, uh, Marriott Moxie Hotel, which is the first with green certificate, with uh, LEED, uh, gold green certificate. And uh, I think this is, again, in, even in the hotel sector, the, the future in, in the buildings. Um, finally, uh, we are the first, uh, I, I think we'll, we are already the first institutional investor uh, who, will, uh, who is entering the resi market in Greece. This was, until now, uh, the, you see the space of uh, much smaller individual contractors offering the product and producing and offering the product in Greece for many years, for many decades. And now uh, we, as, as institutional, the largest institutional investor in Greece, we offer a new generation project with green characteristics uh, and we offer also uh, our uh, after-sales guarantee for the product, of the quality of the product, which is a first for the Greek market. Um, so uh, this is more or less the transition we're undergoing now and uh, it has totally different characteristics in terms of quality of the product and uh, spe specification of the product of what it used to be all the years before. You're also betting on hospitality through your participation in uh, Mediterranean hospitality ventures. Uh, actually, hospitality is one of our core, uh, you see, uh, investment uh, uh, sectors. Definitely uh, because 
it's one of, of maybe the, the pillar, <laughs> the heavy industry of, of, of the Greek economy. It's uh, with uh, all the, uh, the, 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 you see the, the, the different uh, uh, connections with the other sectors of the economy is responsible for more than 25% of the GDP of the country. So it's the most important sector by far. And it's the most important export sector that we have in Greece. Um, so uh, I think that it's the main interest of all the foreign investors. Uh, the first that they ask is if you have a significant, you see investment in your company in the, in the hospitality sector. So it could not be, uh, it could not not be, you see, part of our, of our strategy. Um, we have uh, uh, two ways of investing there. The one is through an, uh, a joint venture with uh, other investors uh, and uh, we're investing in high-end hotels, uh, mainly resort hotels. And we have uh, more investments, direct investments in uh, uh, city hotels through the company. So we cover the whole, uh, you see, a range of, of hotels in, in Greece. Uh, I think uh, it's um, fast-growing sectors with uh, uh, new characteristics as well, not only in terms of the quality of the product, but also in uh, the quality of the operator. So uh, as all the other sectors in Greece, uh, the hospitality sector was not an, an exception. It was, uh, and it is, uh, you see, prevailed by small companies, small and medium-sized companies, uh, mostly um, um, family companies that operate the hotels. And now we are, we have a transition towards something much more institutional. We have larger uh, developments, mixed projects with resi and uh, hospitality. Uh, and uh, uh, most importantly, we have branded hotels, which was something lack, lacking in, 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 in the Greek uh, hotel industry. Um, so we are now entering into, again, a new era, even in the hospitality sector, which helps a lot the growth of the sector and uh, the valuations that will be much better in the future because of these new characteristics. You spoke of investors. We know that Prodea shares are highly concentrated right now, but the word is out that the company is looking towards a higher free float. Uh, do you uh, think that there will be soon an opening for more new shareholders <coughs> to invest in Prodea? Actually, uh, I cannot speak uh, for the investors of the company, uh, but uh, definitely, uh, you see, this is what happens in all the companies that have foreign investors after you see a cycle of uh, five to seven years, all the funds want to exit and you have new investors coming to replace them. Uh, so this is a reality in, 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 in this industry. Um, yes, we have investors that uh, are, uh, you see, the, the major investor now in the company uh, is, uh, uh, comes from, from the U.S., uh, we have another English fund, and uh, actually we have two American funds and uh, one uh, English fund. Um, 
I th yes, we are in 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 process of increasing our fifth load because it was very small for the size of the company, and it's much more healthy to have more free float. Um, our target is to increase it at least uh, at uh, levels of 15 to 20 percent in the near future. Uh, so we, uh, we are in the process of, uh, of uh, attracting investors that want to invest in the company. Uh, and um, in, um, in definitely in the future, I believe that uh, once there will be interest by investors that they want to invest in the company, uh, they have to, to talk with the existing investors and most probably <laughs> they will find a way to discuss about it. Thank you, Mr. Karitinos. Thank you all. It was a pleasure talking to all of you. Thanks to the Capital Link Forum for having us. Thank you all for listening.